Hello. Welcome to Ask the Vet. My name is uh, Beth Broom, and I'm here with Dr. Chuck Chuck Maker. Do you like Charles or Chuck? Mm. Do you have a preference? I think it's Chuck. Is it Chuck? Should I call you Charles? Um, okay, Grandma. <laughs> um, so just to remind everyone, this is a call-in show. Uh, Dr. Maker's here to answer any animal-related questions. Of course, now, you are a large animal-specific veterinarian. Large animal as if it eats hay. Oh. Uh, Are there other? I think I like think a... we'll, we'll restrict our conversations today to horses, goats, llamas, sheep. Okay. But I, I do want to welcome any any animal-related questions that you might want to ask Dr. Maker. Just call. It's okay. <laughs> he, he's, he's willing and ready. Um, the number here is 963-2976. So this is a call-in show. Um, all right. So... Well, welcome, Doctor Maker. You, Thanks, um, yeah, you. I haven't been here for a while to talk to me. Um, well, last time I was supposed to be here, I got my arm broke. Oh, that's right. I don't remember who came in your place, um, but we definitely didn't talk about large animal that day. Oh, think yeah. of all the questions there must be. There, I have so many. Just me. I mean, okay. if if we had this enough is only time, a half hour show. Though. Okay. Well, I'll let me let me uh, narrow it down a little bit. Um, and you are a doctor at uh, Alpine Equine Hospital, so it sounds like you work with mostly horses. Right. Okay. Okay. So, well, well that's good because I have a lot of horsey-related questions today, being that it's finally, well, not finally, in my opinion, it's been too cold for too long already, but it's finally gotten really cold, okay. I would say. Just think Hawaii. I am. I'm focusing. Um, but in the meantime, in the meantime, it's it's been quite cold, um, and I think that's a good topic for the winter. Uh, is you know, horses in the winter, I feel like might need some changes to certain things, specifically diet related. Um, do you see a lot more issues winter related, like colic? Is it more common in the winter? Certain types of colic or abdominal discomfort or. Uh, are more common this time of year. Mm-hmm. Classically, they're the impaction mm-hmm. colics. You know, cows and horses don't drink as much when it gets colder, mm-hmm. and forage requires water for digestion. And um, right, add the cold weather and the lack of exercise, and you know, sedentary lifestyles of horses in pastures and cold environments. Mm-hmm. You're, they they do see we do see more uh, impaction colics and. And colics related to dehydration and things. Is there um, sort of something that the average horse owner can do to entice water consumption? Yeah, there's a few things. Um, I mean, feeding horses uh, in a manner such that it encourages them to move about the pasture, feeding them in several areas in the pasture. Okay. Uh, even though it's cold outside, uh, I think of the Christmas Carol when I think of that. Um, Which one? Cold outside, oh. getting those horses to move around. Did you want to sing that? No. no oh, that's not this. Darn it! Not this kind of show. Sorry, um, that's too bad. Making sure they're out walking around to different feed piles. Uh, okay. Exercise is great. A lot of people don't want to get on their horse if they don't have an indoor arena this time of year. It is a little cold for that. Um, making sure they're getting enough forage. Making sure their water is got a heater in it. Uh, horses. No. Nope. Sorry. Go. Excuse me. Let me interrupt you. Uh, <laughs> well, I'll be doing that a lot. Um, oh, look, we have a call. Uh-oh. All right. Thanks for calling. How can we help you? 
Yes, I have a question about my medium-sized dog. He occasionally, um, well, not occasionally, sometimes daily, sometimes every three days, he, it's as if he's gasping for air. It's almost like a sneeze, but instead of the air going out, he's sucking it in. Oh, like a reverse and sneeze. I want, exactly. And I wondered what causes that. Is it because of the, you know, generally he just eats good dog food, but sometimes he gets different treats. Dynamite. Um, and occasionally, literally like one out of 30 times, it may result in some emesis. But generally it's just dry and... But it looks so uncomfortable, and I wondered if there was anything I could do to I think, help him out on I, that. I, I, I can give you my entire book of knowledge on what sounds like reverse sneezes. Uh, in Oops, I'm having a hard time hearing the vet, the other male vet's voice. Oh, uh, go ahead. I, I think what you're describing okay. is probably reverse sneezes. Um, and okay. I, I, there's a number of... Um, nasal causes for them and uh, the best thing to do would be to take your dog to your small animal veterinarian um, okay. uh, to rule out things like nasal mites or allergies or other uh, sinister um, things that might be going on it, it is a condition that's seen relatively frequently um, but a vet visit is probably required. Yeah, I think that's the best way to get a resolution to the problem. It sounds like it's been going on for a while, right? It has. Yeah. I didn't realize it could be treatable. There could be. Oh, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. It's not something that they need to live with. There's definitely some things that can be um, recommended and and tried and ruled out. So. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. I will work on that. Thanks Thank so you. Much. Yeah. Have okay. a happy holiday. happy holiday. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Bye. Okay. Well, that was interesting, Doctor Maker. That's a curveball for me. I I think I enjoy I enjoy those moments. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Just but to re- as we were talking about. Well, and just to remind everyone, this is a call-in show. So, Doctor Maker's here from Alpine Equine Hospital, um, here to answer any questions you have. The number is 963-2976. Yeah, so we were talking about um, things that can be added to increase water consumption. Is that what we were talking about? Yeah, heating the water, using a water tank. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. You know, horses that drink out of creeks that are freezing really have a problem. So providing a water tank that's got a propane or electric heater in it is definitely recommended. And what about for the horse that has those things? Is there any supplements or additives Mm -hmm. to make them want to drink more? I mean, a salt block may or may not. I mean, I think the the reality is that just like when you salt your food, you do want to drink more. Sure. But you also... I like to drink a lot in general. Lose more water. So I think salt block, mineral supplement, good quality hay, which doesn't require extra water to digest in other words hay that's of high quality so you wouldn't be changing the type of hay you're feeding just based on the cold weather you wouldn't be adding like i see some people add alfalfa and things Mm -hmm. like that is that necessary in the Um, winter time it is necessary but maybe for different reasons Uh, higher quality hay requires less water to digest okay gives them more calories um for every horses actually burn calories to stay warm Mm -hmm. all herbivores do and don't worry, we're going to get to the warmth Okay, topic. so uh, feeding horses, you know, at 40 degrees compared to zero degrees, horses need about 
three to five percent more energy a day just to stay warm mm -hmm. that equates to about two to five pounds of additional hay per day uh you know in other words horses do need to be fed more uh, more and better quality forage to stay warm and uh promote proper digestion okay do you recommend like I mean, there's often a lot of, and I guess maybe my question would be, does that, for the senior horse dealing with winter, is there additional recommendations for diet, such as mashes and things like that, that are adding more water to their diet and maybe adding more nutrients and whatever yeah. they need for a yeah. senior horse? I mean, there's, there's And what do you consider a senior horse also? I mean, a textbook would consider a senior horse something older than 18 i would consider a senior horse anything that is over 15 to 18 years of age depending on its breed i mean oftentimes there's age-related conditions that go along uh, as horses age sure. that require additional calories and mm -hmm. one of them is oftentimes horses teeth are mm -hmm. kind of getting to the end of their dental lifespan so when horses are unable to properly chew hay, they need calories in the form of concentrates and sure. pelleted complete feeds. So if your horse's special needs, they may need calories to come from a source other than hay. Mm -hmm. And uh, yes, would, that is a common... I would assume that that would be a conversation to have with your doctor. Coming yep. into winter... Yep. He's yep. old, you know. Yep. Are they coming into winter in an optimal body weight? Right. Are they coming into winter having fought off an infection last fall? And mm -hmm. They're too, they're underweight. A lot of things are, are go into that equation. Like their teeth and such as well, like you said. Making sure your vet is aware uh, of where your horse is to make a, a plan is the best way to do that. Mm -hmm. Now, um, okay, so let's then move past uh, diet at well it might still include diet and talk about the ever so controversial controversy contra this is i love On this and <gasps> watch yourself are you ready okay to blanket or not to blanket ah this yeah. is the question yes this is this is the this is the age-old controversy <laughs> um that we all struggle with there talk are, to me about that there Dr. Are Maker. many people on each side of the track mm -hmm. i think that the point of the conversation that I find is important is horses that are healthy, young, eating good quality feed, don't have special needs, uh, have shelter out of wind and, uh, and moisture, can often do well and be healthy with the coats they grow once they're acclimated to our environment. Mm -hmm. You bring a horse from Florida in November and ask him to get acclimated in a month, that's not going to happen. Sure, sure. Those horses need to be blanketed and, and provided special means in their acclimation period. Older horses, like we just said about nutrition, if a horse has to eat additional calories just to stay warm, obviously you can affect the amount of calories they need to eat to maintain their body weight if you blanket or shelter them mm -hmm. so they don't have to work as hard to stay warm. Mm -hmm. So it's often a question, kind of a whole body question as sure. to. Is there a temperature range you look at there for a horse who maybe doesn't have that fuzzy hair coat um, and, and you oh. know for sure is going to need a blanket? At what, t at what temperature would you really think Sa that that's necessary? Science has kind of defined it. Uh, at 45 degrees. You and I think room temperature is at 68 degrees. We can kind of 
maintain a normal body temperature without expending extra energy at 68. A horse... I need clothes at 68. Well, um, yeah. A horse <laughs> with, a, with a big fermentation digestive tract, uh, they are considered thermoneutral uh, at 45. Okay. Uh, as long as it's not blowing wind, as long as there's not sure. wet, water, etc. Anything less than 45, some additional amount of calories are needed to stay warm. Okay. So uh, we're definitely in that time of year. Oh, yeah, uh, for sure. So, you know, roughly two to five extra pounds of hay a day, depending on how far below it is, uh, below 45 degrees, is, is what you need to anticipate feeding your horse. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, okay, so then I, I might be asking the same question in a different way. I'm not sure. Um, and maybe I'm just... Uh, Maybe I'm just sensitive to the cold, so I feel bad for everyone. Um, but if you have a very well-cared-for, healthy horse who's got mm-hmm. the fuzzy hair coat and is mm-hmm. is looking good, and it's one degree out, is it wrong, literally one degree, is it wrong to put a blanket on them? I don't think it's wrong. And, okay. But I think just for the night, see, maybe? Right. Uh, when the temperatures really dip in the mm-hmm. cold, I don't think it's wrong, but I think we see a lot of... People rely on the blanket, um, and we see uh, much higher incidence of skin disease from blankets. Oh, like a dirty, gross blanket, yeah. We see ringworm. We see staph dermatitis. We see all sorts of problems that a blanket isn't a – got to manage it properly. Right, right. Okay. I just – I feel bad for everyone when it's one degree. The value of a good hair coat is that it stands up and it insulates the horse. When you put a blanket on, you compress the hair. Sure decrease its insulation, so forth. So it's a question to consider in your own individual horse's health and what mm-hmm. they need, what gotcha. kind of shelter do they have. Right, right. All those things into consideration. Yeah. Okay. Because I, I just want everyone to be warm. Well, you know, <laughs> bring them inside. <laughs> I know. If I could, I would. Right. Well, you know, the same question then. What about all those little goats and, and things? I mean, should they all be, I mean, if they don't have any kind of coverage? Ruminants even have a larger stomach of fermentation that right. produces heat. Because so they could have cute little blankets on all of them, too. There's such a thing, actually. I, I don't doubt that. I saw it on Facebook. And I bet it's adorable. It is. Goat pajamas. Um, they were made I think of polar tech, I think I saw. That's impressive. But I think they... Uh, you know, as long as they're on good quality nutrition, have windbreaks, um, ruminants do. I know they're pretty hardy. Better tough. than horses, right? Because I don't see a lot of people putting blankets on the cows. No, right. It's too bad. That'd be also very cute. Uh, just to remind everyone, Doctor Maker. Now. I, I exactly. I I could only if I could sew. That would be great. Um, Dr. Maker is going to be here in the studio uh, answering questions for another, I don't know, eight minutes. So hurry up. We don't want to go over it last time. <laughs> right. Hurry up and call. Uh, if you have any questions for uh, Dr. Maker, uh, the number here is 963-2976. So, all right. Well, I feel like those were those some good information. Uh, talk to me about hoof issues with the snow and the ice and the, yeah. I, f- I see a, you know, a lot of people just pull the shoe, um, come winter, obviously we know, or I would assume most people know you leave a metal shoe on a horse and then there's snow, they get the big snowballs and that looks disastrous. Like they're walking in high heels or something. Right. Um, what I mean, should people be doing for hoof 
Okay, so start with a basic non-problematic hoof. What does one need to do for hoof care in the winter? You know, the horse was designed to be barefoot, right? And sure. And if they don't have any Apparently so are we. P- podiatry issues, <laughs> a horse's foot, if trimmed properly, you know, in the wild, they would wear down, right? Correct. And if they're not wild anymore and we uh, trim them adequately, a lot of times the barefoot horse will... The, the foot will clean itself of the snowball. It's when we put a steel shoe, mm-hmm. we need kind of a special plastic apparatus to encourage the snow to fall off. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, the, the foot does grow slower in the in the winter, but it, start, also less it starts exercise. with a regular farrier. Yeah, they, they get less exercise, and they're not on a gravelly substrate wearing their feet down, so they continue to grow. Right. And we can see some hoof imbalance issues if... You know, I think it's wrong to think your horse doesn't need hoof trimming through the winter. They do. Right. And it it helps them be healthier in the riding season. Sure. Okay. So now, so so it is not, you know, I I know there are performance horses that leave shoes on year round. Mm -hmm. Um, There are also hoof, or horses with podiatry specific Mm -hmm. issues that require shoes year round. Um, but you're saying the average horse then can go barefoot with no issues uh, as long as they're getting shod when you or de- trimmed. When you define average and think of what we've done in the genetics from wild horses to the domestic breed mm-hmm. horses we see now, we've changed things a lot. So sure. there's a lot of average horses that don't have the foot to accommodate being per se barefoot. There's, mm-hmm. there's many that do. I think it's it's the relationship between owner, farrier, veterinarian to figure out the best recipe for that horse's feet, where they're located. Um, it's not a one-shoe-fits-all kind of thing. <laughs> I know. Uh, <laughs> but it sounds trite, but that's true. It's, mm-hmm. it's really quite variable depending on the horse's confirmation, medical and podiatry problems, how, foot how fast their foot's or feet are growing. It also seems very, it seems like it would be very shocking for uh, um, a horse that wears shoes for six, at least six months of the year to then just be barefoot and vice versa, then have shoes slapped on in the spring. I don't know. I mean, I feel like they all seem a little sore pre and post both of those things. I mean, some horses wear shoes because of our rocky ground and where they're ridden. Yeah. And uh, in the winter, they're not ridden there. Right. And yet other horses have conformational issues that require certain farrier apparatuses to be applied. So, again, it's... Is that apparati or... Apparati. Uh, okay. <laughs> Thank you. That's what I just wanted to clarify. Spell that. And no, we'll move right along. Um, uh, okay, well, that's good to know because I've, I've often wondered, you know, what's the best thing for them? Obviously, it is case-by-case case specific, but for your average horse, they're just fine having their shoe taken off as long as they're getting routine trimming. For an average horse that's healthy, that has good conformation and right. has good nutrition. All those specifics. They, they need to see their farrier every six to eight weeks. Okay. Well, that's good. That's good to know. Um, so just to remind everyone, there is six minutes. Six minutes left to call in and ask Dr. Maker a question. Any question at all. Any question, it's fine with me. 963-2976. He is here. Six more minutes. Uh, so I feel like I've covered a lot of my questions. Dr. Maker, what do you think, what other important things for winter horse care should the listener know? 
or cows or, or you know, goats, llamas. I mean, you tell me. We always see a little spike in respiratory disease if you think about, like, co-mingling animals yeah. in smaller areas mm-hmm. when their immune systems are a little stressed. So being aware of biosecurity, bringing new animals in and quarantining them for a period of time, ensuring that, you know, healthy horses are vaccinated for the typical respiratory viruses we see in the fall. Is that a once a year vaccine? The vaccine really doesn't last a year. It lasts about, that vaccine lasts about six months. Okay. So depending on your horse, if it's out in a 40 acre pasture with nobody else, mm-hmm. sometimes once a year vaccination is sufficient. Mm-hmm. And if there's other horses, uh, you know, we, we see the incidence of respiratory viruses, herpes and flu you know, more more commonly in, in the times of the year where animals are commingled closer together, where mm-hmm. coughing and respiratory secretions can be shared and so forth. Okay. So something to consider, particularly if you're bringing other animals to your property or if you're traveling. Yeah. Because a lot of times people have their animals at home. Sure. And then they board them in the winter when they don't have an indoor facility to ride right. them. Right. And so a lot, that's why many boarding facilities have the requirements they do so as to ensure the health of all the all the animals there right that makes sense uh, um okay so that's important information uh any how about specifics as far as if you are riding in the winter time and keeping your horse you know you you do ride maybe in an indoor if you're lucky and you turn your horse out um when you're done and he lives outside Anything to consider as far as, I'm back to warmth again, because I, I mean, feel bad. Um, I mean, is there anything to consider as far as worrying about something like, a you know, your horse getting all sweated up from a big workout and then going and standing outside in the cold? Yeah, and we any, try not to do that. Well, right, but I mean, any recommendations as far as... A cooler. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you know, yeah, bringing them inside when you're untacking them and not letting them outside and... In the wind and so forth, etc. Okay. I mean, it'd be the same thing for us, right? You sure. Wouldn't go climb Sopras, have an awesome, without having some means of Warm. addressing the evaporative cooling that would occur from the sweat on the way up. Sure, and we all think this is common sense, but I just like you know common sense, right? Exactly. I just like to, you know, just put it out there. Um, the FCC is here. We're being shut down. <laughs> I feel like that happens to me every time. Hmm. I don't know what the common denominator is there. Um, okay, well, yeah, so final... Oh, I know. Uh, Uh-oh. Talk to me about, is there anything, you know, Christmas is coming, uh, in case you weren't aware. And I've always been a fan of giving horses, like, you know, I take care of a couple horses and I want to give them Christmas gifts. Is there anything that's bad for them to eat? Because I'm a big fan of, like, no, candy canes there's, and... There's nothing possibly that's really <laughs> bad for them. I mean, if bad. they go for it, like, what is bad Are for horses to eat? Are you your aloe water? Is that what you're considering? I don't know. I mean, I haven't, you know, anything's... Um, been, I know a lot that I like mean, the candy canes. Horses don't have a lot of need for simple sugars that... Who does? We humans... Doctor maker, who does? ...get addicted to. Yes. But we always used to make them uh, carrot cake uh, brownies uh, Ooh, that's a good idea. You know, julienning a bunch of carrots. Uh-huh. You're looking for high fiber, uh, digestible, complex carbohydrates. So things like carrots. Uh, things like potatoes are not good because okay. while the peels are good, the potatoes have uh, had this problem a few times where people thought they were doing their 
horses great favors by giving them sweet potatoes. Mm-hmm. But potatoes have a lot of starch. Uh, it can be just like corn. Okay. And can initiate all sorts of digestive upsets and okay. problems. So um, sticking to high quality hay and oh, uh, you're such a buzzkill with this high quality apples hay. Okay. And, uh, so not the candy canes when they're on sale after Christmas because no they really like them. No. And we, the the we goats. Usually, we, we usually confine the animals to one peppermint candy. Uh, we we always try Oy. to mix in a peppermint candy. This when is getting sad. <laughs> okay. Well, and what about goats? Just because I'm always curious, they want to eat everything. Goats will eat anything. Is that goats appropriate? Really they like, like pastries. Christmas trees. Pastries. Christmas trees are healthier. And pastries. And Christmas trees have lots of vitamin C. <laughs> Uh, I have never met a goat so who didn't want a pastry. A, if you have a neighbor that uh, has small ruminants mm-hmm. and you've removed all the ornaments and tinsel from oh, your Christmas tree. I feel like that's important. Um, uh, ruminants will digest and compost Christmas trees with amazing efficiency. They like it? Oh, they go through them like pencil sharpeners. No kidding. See, yeah. when I was a kid, and I'm just going to um, end on this note, that we used to make uh, uh, gingerbread houses, mm. right? And, and big ones, like really fancy gingerbread houses. You're going to tell me candy. Santa's not real, are you? I would never. Okay. That, I, what? Okay. Anyway, <laughs> so we would take the gingerbread houses after Christmas to this herd of goats. I know I'm hurrying. And feed them all the gingerbread house. And that's it. Um, that's my story. They loved it. I was, it was the greatest thing ever. Thank you very much for oh, all right. Well, thank you so our much. Dog call and yes. future callers in advance. Happy holidays. Happy holidays, everyone. Yeah. Merry-